Blog Talk Radio. Steffi with Red Velvet Media, and this is a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. Um, I wanted to let everyone know, um, welcome, it is the first beginning of November. We made it through the hall, through through Christmas, well, not Christmas, <laughs> Halloween. Oh, my gosh, what am I thinking? And um, we have a very busy week coming up um, next week. And today we have a special guest with us, Ivan Julian, along with my co-host, Spencer Drake from um, New York. And I wanted to let everyone know, if you're trying to get into the chat room, I think you can. I think there's a chat room that will be launched on your end 
you can get into it. But for some reason, the net is very strange where I'm at right now, so I cannot launch chat room. But I'm able to bring on these amazing guests and play some amazing music, and that, of course, obviously was a really cool song called Fever, which is a remake, but oh, wow, what a great neat remake that is. So Ivan Julian, I'm going to bring him on, and again, this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards. So I am going to bring Ivan into the studio and also my co-host, Spencer Drake. And hopefully everyone can stay on it. If for some reason um, anyone gets dropped, please call back in. Or uh, Oh, and if anybody wants to call in and talk to either myself or Spencer or Ivan, the number is 347-677-1036. And with that, I know I have Ivan and uh, Spence in the studio. Hey, guys. Welcome hey, to the show. hi, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great song, Ivan. So, you know, Ivan and I were talking a little bit beforehand with Spencer, and there's a real common thread here. And um, I'm going to let Ivan, real quickly, Spence, before we get into everything, introduce himself because he's played with some of the greatest greats. And one group that I was really familiar with, along with yourself, The Clash. So, um, Ivan. You're a very interesting person, and this is also all about the Naked Flame, which is also your first album under your own name, and um, you've played with so many people. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, and then I know that um, Spence has quite a few um, message uh, questions to ask you, as I do. And I'm so sorry there's no chat room today. The internet is really screwed up. So, Ivan, go for it. Okay, I'm going to go for it now. There you um, are. <laughs> uh, let's start at, the, start at the beginning. My name is Ivan Julian. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm a guitarist slash um, producer. I've been playing music all my life, which is why I've played with different kinds of people because the idea for me is just to play music that I find interesting and compelling and visceral and, and that I love. And um, I uh, grew, I was a military brat, grew up in Guantanamo Bay, which some of you may have heard of in recent days. <laughs> um, back then it was uh, just a you know, place where, you know, the kids like myself ran around in the jungle. And um, then after moving that. to uh, D.C. when my father retired, I, I realized I had to get out of there at the time because I wanted to write music and, there wasn't, there weren't many outlets then, so I um, went to England and then I met, I uh, played with the Foundations. Uh, some of you may remember them because they had a hit song that still played a lot today called um, "Build Me Up, Buttercup." Um, I love that and, song. Oh, that's a great song. It's just, great it's song. always it's so timeless. You no, know? it's really it's timeless. It's a happy song. Yeah, it's a happy song too. It is. It is. The, the lyrics aren't very happy, <laughs> but 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 that's the that's the beauty of the song. You know, it's like I mean, the, you know, it's a happy song, but it's saying, you know, why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so I mean, but they weren't interested in writing at all. I mean, because they were older than me, and they they you know had recorded, and they were just interested in playing, you know, twenty four seven, eight days a week. But I, I learned so much from them about song structure about um, uh, just um, integrity, just like just doing it and, you know, making this a, a very serious part of your life and everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, came back to New York, and I met Richard and everyone, and then I 
they um, and they were rehearsing or actually auditioning people in a rehearsal space, and um, that was my first audition. I was, I was kind of strange. I basically was here for two weeks and then started playing with Richard, and I'm sure you guys have questions about that. And then after that, um, you know, at, at, towards at the end of that, when the band was pretty much over, um, uh, Mick called me from the Clash because they were in town at Electric Lady and said, "Oh, come and say hello." And I went and said hello, but then they were playing the song, um, The Call-Up, and I thought, or it, was, it wasn't The Call-Up, then it was just a jam. It was like, and then, went, and then Mikey Dredd was there, um, and um, Mick was there, and, um, and we started playing, and, and, and Joe was there, of course, you know, we started playing on this riff for, I don't know, what must have been an hour and a half, and then they chopped it up and made it into a song. Um, so that's, that's me. Since then, I've been um, you know, I played with a band called Shriekback. Um, I did. I played with Matthew Sweet for a while. That was great because uh, that was the toppermost of the poppermost. <laughs> um, and um, you know, I, I, I since produced bands, bands um, like um, um, Hunks and His Punks. Um, I just did a project with Vernon Reed, and so that's kind of without going on too much, which I already have. That's what I do. But the, no. but you were with the outsets too. Tell us about the outsets. Remember? Well, the outsets, yeah, the outsets, yeah, yeah. The outsets were a band I started after, right about the time of the Clash, actually, because I mean, the problem with the Voidoids was, um, you know, Richard didn't want to tour, and he just he didn't enjoy it. You know, neither did Bob, for that matter. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, and you know, I was the only one that kind of, you know, I, I like touring. I mean, and and so it, the band, the band kind of dissipated, and I thought, well, I'm going to start my own band because. Initially, that's why I moved to New York anyway. And um, now I met uh, this guy, Vinny D'Annunzio, and he was a drummer in the Feelies. Yeah. And he decided to come play uh, drums with me. And um, then we met this really great eccentric guitar player called Paul, I mean, uh, Simon Chartier. And that's who you hear on Fever, actually. He's playing, like, one of the solos on Fever. And he was just really just versatile and amazing. And um, we had Bobby Alberson on bass. And... There was a label from Philadelphia called Contender that contacted me and said, put out a single. And I, at the time, had, I don't know, four songs written or something, so that's why one of the songs is I'm Searching for You, which I wrote, and the other one is Fever. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, and we play, the Outfits played together for, oh, God, a good two, three years or something like that. Um, and and, and you know, it, was, it, was, it was a fun experience. Fever, by the way, just so you know, um, I wasn't inspired by the, the Peggy Lee version. Um, it was I was listening to a lot of James Brown, and I kept reading how mm -hmm. James Brown was inspired by um, Little Willie John, and wow. Little Willie yeah. John was the first one to record Fever, you know. So and uh, his version is kind of in the in the vein that I did it. It was a bit like mm -hmm. that. Very mm -hmm. cool. It's a great song, and Ivan, I wanted to tell you, um, we have time, so don't worry about the time right now. We're okay. You know, I wanted to tell everyone, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, I'm getting texts from a lot of people telling me that the chat room is down. So part of the net's down, guys. It's saying invalid, invalid host. But we're here. So if you have um, a link to the show on Facebook or you can go to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, you'll see a live button. Just click that, and you'll be able to listen live. I apologize. I needed to tell everyone that because I'm getting a lot of texts from a lot of different people telling me that um, it's St. Invalid host. So there you guys go. The net's already starting to go down before next week. Yeah, and we all spend our lives dealing with this. My, my, my son calls it regresso tech. 
You know, it's like tech that kind of works. <laughs> yeah, right. You had, a, by the way, they had a benefit, uh, the, the city winery thing I want to bring up, because that was an amazing uh, two, two nights, right, Ivan? And I was fortunate to be there. It was a big thing for you. And um, all these musicians came out of Holly, like Richard Hell and Lenny Kay, and uh, it was endless. And I was there. Um, uh, tell us about that. those two nights. Well, I mean, last year, for the first time in my life, really, I got drastically ill. I mean, actually, I had cancer. It was, um, it was a very serious and awful thing. And um, Richard stepped up to the plate, because Richard and I have been in touch over the years. Um, and, I mean, it, it was actually someone else's idea initially, but Richard came in and took it over and really organized the whole thing and, um, and organized this benefit for me because um, I, wa- I just wasn't financially prepared for the you know, massive medical bills. I've yeah. always worked. I mean, I, I like working, and so there, I wouldn't, therefore I wasn't prepared to um, be taken out for, you know, however long. I didn't know how long, a year or something like that, and not be able to do anything. So Richard thought, he says, you know, and, and I, I never, of course, most people I don't think want benefits for themselves. I mean, it just it kind of puts you in this vulnerable light. And, you know, I mean, it, it, I don't know, it was just, but Richard insisted that we do this, okay, and we do it. And at the city winery where people could sit down, and the first night sold out, and then it turned into the second night, and it was amazing because I mean, I mean, like you said, um, um, <clears throat> Lenny Kay was there. I mean, um, Matthew Sweet flew into town. Everybody just was just so amazing. I mean, Debbie Harry was there and she emceed the whole thing. Right. I mean, it was if you call, if you just kind of looked around, it was kind of like being at CBGB's on a Thursday night. <laughs> you know, in like in 1976. I mean, everybody because that's what we used to do. It's like if one of us wasn't playing, the other one would go see the other one play, or just kind of be there and watch what, you know, the other bands were doing and stuff like that. You know, and everyone was there, and <laughs> for the most part, everybody got along. I mean, Manitoba, Lydia Lunch, um, uh, oh God, um, Otto Lindsay, um, uh, Vernon Reed, um, um, Burnt Sugar. Um, it, it was, the list just went on, you know. I mean, and it was, it was, it was great. great. It was really great. It was a great support uh, tonight. And, you know, maybe we should lead into uh, what Holly's talking about. Uh, the two albums yeah, here I definitely that, want that to I have. The Fontlaroy's Roy, Roy, is one, which Al, Alexandro uh, Al Escovedo, who we're going to review his new album, by the way, uh, eventually, uh, is on that. And then you're The Naked Flame. So why don't you talk about the Fontlaroy's album first and then go into the latest. And then we'll talk about Clash and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, Alejandro and, and I have a mutual friend. His name is Nick Tremulus, and um, he was very instrumental. And actually, it was his initial idea to have the benefit as well. But um, this was back, oh God, I think 2014, maybe something like that. And he had this idea that you know Alejandro and I and him do a record together. And and to put it into his words, let's not do an album. Let's do an EP because an EP is fun and an album is work. <laughs> so I said that makes that makes fun to me. That makes sense to me. And like so, um, I have a studio um, on um, in the Lower East Side. So we decided to do it there because, and we'll talk about the Naked Flame. But they liked the sound of my record. That's why they wanted to do it at the studio, because um, it was a lot of old tube gear. It's what I specialized in and everything. And um, um, so we got together. We arranged our schedules. Um, got into the studio. 
everybody wrote songs. There are separate songs, I mean, for the most part. Um, and also, there was a drummer. We, we, had, we were trying to decide who should be the drummer. And I suggested Linda Pittman that plays with Steve Wen. And I said, this is who we need for this project. This is the only one that can do it. And she was just great. She just came in. She was really great. And, and we, we had a band. So we started writing songs in the studio, which was kind of wild for me because I was writing and engineering. But, you know, and we just kind of pieced it together. And um, we came out with this um, EP entitled Below, Pink, Below the Pink Pony. And it's called Below the Pink Pony because um, it's, at the time it was on Ludlow Street below this restaurant called the Pink Pony. Um, that I think you know people in, in there would know about. So yeah, I mean, so we're there and we make this record, and um, Plowboy Records agrees to put it out. Um, and g- going back again, um, Cheetah Chrome was our A and I R guy, and Cheetah Chrome from the Dead Boys. I mean, he's kind of emerged out of somewhere to do this, and uh, you know, which you know it goes to show you. And yeah, you have to behave because it's a small world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, so I mean, they, they and they were really great. They, they gave us everything we needed. Um, we did a small tour of like the East Coast and and, and kind of some Midwest states and down south to um, Nashville, and yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I like the record because even though there's different people writing and different people singing, there's a thread that goes through the whole thing that really makes it yeah. you know consistent as an as an album or as a, as a record, as it were. You know, it, it puts you in a place. It's, it's great. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you have a really good video going with that, too. So they sent Holly and I the video that goes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, too, took um. I, I mean, I, I, Nick's responsible for that because he's the one who harangued us and all, like, you know, come on, guys, get it together. Just send in something. Send in some clips. So it's like <laughs> it, took, it took us, you know, five months for, you know, just to shoot video in separate parts of the world and country and all that. And, um, and my son, Austin, he's a video artist, and he's the one who um, – actually made the whole thing happen. He's, he's really good. And, and he's, he's abstract as well. So, I mean, I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going um, to suggest this to everyone. But he put together a rough, and they loved it. And, yeah, the video the video's cool. It really is. I like it. So uh, what, inspired you, what inspired you for The Naked Flame? How did that come about? The title, The Naked Flame, um, it was a, it, it did, it, the songs, I mean, some of them I, I had around for years. Some of them are new. Um, there's a band called Capsula that are from Spain. They're actually Argentinian, but, but they're from Spain. They play here a lot, actually. They play at South by Southwest. They always get rave reviews. And uh-huh. they came and they recorded at my studio. And they said, well, you know, you should have a solo album out. I'm like, you know, I'm here. I'm producing bands. Leave me alone. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, they said, no, give, send us the demos, and then we'll, like, and and we'll play you know the basics and we'll send it back to you and then you you decide then, so they did that and they got it. It's like they really got the the essence wow. of it, you know. And I thought, okay, I have to do this because this is just too incredible to pass up. So um, I sent them the rest of the songs. Um, uh, um, uh, they played everything amazingly: the bass, drums, and the other guitar. Sent it back to me. I threw it onto tape under two inch, and then I started overdubbing. And started overdubbing, and it just you know, and it became what it was. Partially because my studio at the time was booked all day, and I don't usually work like this. It was booked you know from morning until like six or seven, so I had to come in every night from seven until se- at night till seven in the morning, 
you know, so that gives Long it more day. fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't usually work like that, I mean, but it mm-hmm. it, it, it just it had, it had to be. And, and also I had, I was reading liner notes, and I always, I mean, at the time of my favorite albums, and if you read albums or if you read uh, the stories behind albums, seldom is, is it just the core band that makes the album. There's always somebody, you know. There's always a Billy Preston or someone that comes in and plays a keyboard part or something like that, you know. So and so, I had all my friends come in and play instruments that they don't norm- normally play. Um, I had my friend Al Matty play xylophone and um, percussion. He's a really gr- amazing guitar player. He's, like, he's probably better than I am, you know. <laughs> but he, um, no, and I had people do different things. I mean, so and and that's how it all, all came about. The title. The Naked Flame came from a time when I was in London, and I was at Victoria Station, and and on the tube station there they had the sign saying, "No Naked Flame." And I went, "Uh huh, uh huh." I like that. I like the, I like the, the idea of the Naked Flame, you know. So yeah, so that's how that whole thing came about. I mean, yeah. So Holly, that's ask awesome. me about the, the Clash. Let's yeah, I want to talk. We wanna, I want to talk a little bit. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about you because um, I noticed that you work with the Clash, and we have a common friend, which you yeah, said you worked on that session with Mikey Dredd. And um, but I want to talk more about you working with the Clash and what you did, and how you met Mikey, and how that all went down. Mikey was awesome to work with. No, he was mm-hmm. awesome to work with. I mean, when I got well, let's go back to your first question. Um, Void always opened for the Clash on our first European tour because they heard Blank Generation mm-hmm. and they liked it. Uh, God, this is a really convoluted story. Do I have time to tell it? Yes, I mean, yes, yes. Okay. Um, you have plenty of time. You have plenty okay. of time. Okay. <laughs> um, when I, like I said, when I first went to England and I joined the Foundations, um, mm-hmm. I was led to this um, rehearsal studio called Manny's Rehearsal Studio. And that uh-huh. was where all the bands basically rehearsed whenever they could, you know, had time or if they're getting ready to go on tour. And someone told me, just hang out here and someone will need a guitar player. I said, okay. So I hung out. I got the guy at the desk, scones and coffee, whatever he wanted, you know, and for the two weeks I hung out there. And in, in my time there, first of all, the foundations come in, and of course they need a guitar player. And they wanted me to learn, what, 15 songs in one night, which I, I think I did. Um, and... Um, uh, but along with that, there was Topper Heaton, okay, who was playing mm-hmm. with this big guitar player, this Canadian guitar player. I think his name was Gary Moore at the time. Gary so Topper Moore and I started talking, just kind of talking, Moore. you know, just kind of you know, shooting the breeze or whatever. So he goes his separate ways, and I go my separate ways. So then, like about Very a year awesome. and a half later, I come into England with the Voidoids, and Topper's playing drums in The Clash. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that so that goes down. So then I get I meet and I get I get introduced to everyone, and then it turns out that Mick Jones and I are born pretty much Mick the same Bird. minute. It's it's odd, mm-hmm. you know. So we kind of bond bonded on that. So then yeah, you know once again, so we did the tour. So when they came in town to work on Sandinista, they called me mm-hmm. like I said, and I came to say hello. And then there was no Paul Simonon. Uh, Paul wasn't there, and who else wasn't there? Topper wasn't there. So it was just, um, um, you know, um, Joe Strummer and Mick and Mikey Dredd. Mm-hmm. And, Mikey. and so that's how I got to, got to work with Mikey. And he was great. He was great. He was, like, really fun fun to play with. He kept, did like he I said, that started as, like, an hour-long, 
groove because they had the budget and they could sit in an electric lady and do whatever they wanted to, <laughs> you know. So and then they chopped it up into songs. And also um, during that session. I told them this weird story of how I was accosted at Studio 54 by this bouncer. Oh, no. And they turned it into Ivan Meets G.I. Joe. Wow. <laughs> that is funny. You know, this is so great because, you know, hearing all this and all the, it, it's like I remember all this happening. This is so funny. So you were, I I have met you back when, Back then, because I was there during that session. Oh, um, really? Yes, I was there. Um, I was probably oh god, I was very young. Um, and I had I'd gone over. I had just started modeling over here. Yes, it was funny. Um, that's funny, and that's when Monica was around too. Um, and so everybody was there, and I remember that whole session. I remember that half the pe- the reason why you know the, some of the people that were supposed to be there weren't there was because they were off playing gigs with other people. That's what happened. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I mean, Paul was always disappearing, so I figured that was mm-hmm. you know what that was about. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, <laughs> I want to tell something that's very interesting. Um, you got you've been I, I'm reading this. You got info. You know, I work with the ESP Disc. I don't know if you know that, Julian, which had the first jazz um, members mm-hmm. like. Albert Eiler and Charlie Parker. Oh, Albert God, I like Are that. Are we going to talk about that? So I, uh, I saw you were influenced play? by Charlie Parker, Albert Eiler, and Charlie. Tell us about that, because that's another side of you. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I, my father used to listen to jazz a lot, but like Stan Getz and really tame stuff. It was actually Quine that turned me on to Albert Eiler, and especially his version of Summertime, which is one of the most amazing recordings uh-huh. ever. You know, it's just, I mean, it, it's it's on this album. I think it's it's from Sweden, and he sounds yep. like he's 12 when he's talking. He's like, hi, you know, That's really awesome. high voice, and he starts playing the saxophone, and every um, demon that has ever existed comes out of the comes out of this horn. You know, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing, yeah. and, and it taught me the importance of capturing a performance. You know, when it happens, you know, I mean, not just going and going to the studio and playing your solo during the solo part and playing this is like, it's, it, it, the, 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 it's really important to capture like the, 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 the nuances, you know, and I mean, and that leads into Charlie Parker and the dial sessions when he's having the breakdown, when he's out in California, he's trying to do lover man. Yeah. Man, that's like that's frightening. It's just frightening. Do you, do you know what I saw today? I saw a doc film on John Coltrane today. And I got to tell you, it really moved me because, you know, part of his life was looking up to Charlie Parker. The problem was Charlie Parker died young of, of, as we all know, drugs. Mm -hmm. And Coltrane went through that, but he survived. He cold-turkeyed himself and got out of that and progressed into one of the most dynamic jazz musicians. But it's what you're talking about, too. I mean, it's, it's that wail of a sound, you know what I mean, that cry uh, on the, on the instrument, you know, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, also in the dial sessions, I mean, I think he, he was out in, in California somewhere. I I I, I it's some place north of L.A. I, I'm forgetting right now, but he was, you know, he was he was dope sick. He couldn't find any drugs, mm. and he was having a breakdown in the studio, and he starts spinning around in circles. Gee. 
And if you listen to the recording, you can hear that. You can hear him go off mic wow. and then come back on mic again. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's terrifying. It's like, you know, it's, it's like watching mm-hmm. an, an accident in, in very, very slow motion. And, and you know, just like the, everything he's feeling while he's, do, while he's doing this. I mean... Yeah, it's it's and yeah, it's it's a really moving moving recording. So yeah, these kind of things um, I, I love. I mean, I mean, and especially those two because the way, like you said, the cry through the horn, the way they phrase what they're trying to do. I mean, there's a million ways to play summertime and make it sound like summertime, but mm-hmm. no one's ever done it that way. I mean, as See, if, that, if anybody has really a chance cool. out there, that's and that's really really Coltrane, they 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 bring out a thing in the movie in Coltrane where he does a cover. Just what you're talking about, he does a cover mm-hmm. of the song, which you would never know what it was, but he does such a phenomenal cover of it, totally different. You know what I'm saying, Julian? Uh, yeah. Ivan? Yeah. And it's like it's like incredible. And Albert Eiler, I worked on his first album. I mean, uh, that was the thing about the label; he had all these great first albums, and Holly knows because she had. Uh, Bernard the owner on but you know the, the albums were amazing I mean and they and they cried out and they were all free form right just like Coltrane was into free form it's almost like communication like to me it sounded like it was like you were communicating right through, uh, as everyone plays and they communicate through their instrument but basically really like that kind of that was really like almost like a communication like an emotion through that oh yeah that I mean, yeah, or a channel, I mean, you might even say, you know, mm-hmm. like being channeled. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what I wanted to ask you, Ivan, um, before we jumped into the Charlie Parker thing, was what you had said that your first experience to reggae was when you worked with the Clash, right? You said that yeah, you because, had learned. I mean, you know, this, oh, God, what year are we talking here? I think we're talking 75, maybe 74. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I gotta laugh at that. Anyway, so um Mick invites me over to his house. I mean, um um I know I went no, sorry, this must have been seventy five because it was during the Vodois tour and Mick yep, invites it was me over to his house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And first of all he has this um V C R player. And the and mm-hmm. the thing and I'd never seen one before. It was the size of a refrigerator. It was like huge. <laughs> so oh, what God. is this thing? And it's this giant, giant thing, you know. I mean <laughs> But then he's turning, he's like playing all this reggae stuff for me that's really from Jamaica and stuff that, you know, like, you know, people in England have been listening to for years because in England, reggae music was their soul music imported by the Jamaica. In Germany, too, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in here, we, we were just getting exposed to reggae music via Bob Marley, okay? Right. But there's mm-hmm. this whole other, like, undercurrent of really raw, raw stuff. Like, you know, for instance, even, you know, Marley's first album with the Whalers, that's really great and right. raw, too. But that's people right. like Elizabeth Archer and the Equators and all this, like, raw stuff, this raw ska, skank mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. I'm not, this, this blew my mind. It really, it really did. I mean, cause there's this whole world I didn't know that existed that was basically, yeah. I mean, that I always just played everything to rock and roll, but it's like it was that kind of raw, um, mm-hmm. um, visceral thing that, like, Little Richard had or something, you know? It's yeah. really mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of like with your music, you're very raw. I mean, I'm listening to like the formula. There's this set that you you get into a very raw type of thing, right, uh, Ivan? I mean, your sound, it you can really a lot of raw. Did. He transitioned you carry, a right? lot. He it on, right, mm-hmm. Holly? Yeah, I mean, your I've music? always been attracted to that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always been attracted to you know that and 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 raw blues and and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I right. mean, uh, even I mean, it's I even prefer. 
raw country mm-hmm. music as well. I mean, really? Just Oh God! Like early Hank Williams is really? like amazing. Oh wow! Jo- George Williams. Jones has the greatest oh. voice ever. Yeah. I mean, there's True. a voice. There's an album of him doing Hank songs. It's just like um, he's doing heartache by the numbers and all this stuff. Yeah. And and it, I've ne- I've never been able to find it on CD. But there's there was a double album set of Hank Williams' greatest hits, and he does a song called Angel of Death. Wait a minute! I got to stop you here because Holly. I talked to Holly the other day, and she oh, wanted. That's funny. But, but she wanted to send a really good friend of hers. And out like a country album, and we're talking about Hank Williams, mm-hmm. right? Holly, the greatest mm-hmm. hit. That was the album yes, we were talking we about. Were. Yesterday, it was yesterday. I, I was over. <laughs> I was over at his house, and he's an older gentleman, and he loves Hank Williams, and he was playing <laughs> Hank Williams, and he's got this giant farm. I mean, we're talking like twenty, thirty acres, and he's got like. This big old barn, and he's got this giant stereo where he's got vinyl playing, and and so he didn't have any Hank Williams. So I said, hey, let me. So I put on iTunes Music, put in Hank Williams, played the best of Hank Williams, put it through stereo, and he was so happy. And I said, I'll get you some Hank Williams vinyl, okay? Because he he's an old he loved Hank Williams, right? So that's so funny. Here Hank Williams comes up again. Wow. Hank, Williams, Hank, Williams should always, Hank Williams should always come up. Yeah. You know, it's like he's just mm-hmm. he's amazing and great. You know, but I mean, if you want, I mean, uh, Holly, uh, later I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a JPEG of this album because, um, yeah. uh, maybe I'll even make you something. For, I'll, I'll burn you a copy or something like that, um, because I had, I've never been able to find this particular print on CD. It's just mm-hmm. they, wow. they, there's, there's been other great, it? huh? What, what is, is it? it? It's it's called um, yeah. it's one of, one of the many titles called Hank Williams Greatest Hits. Oh right, I love yeah. that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this one I've seen others and it doesn't have um, these two songs. Mother is gone and the Angel of yep. Death, and they're just wow. beautiful Ooh, songs. Ooh, nice. Ivan, you got to okay. send me that too. You have to send me that one too. You definitely have to send I me that. Really, with Holly. I and my really work my work is being that. cut out for me. Yeah. <laughs> that would, I would really, I would really enjoy that, Ivan. That's really cool. Oh and, yeah, there's you know, right now, right now, I think that we all need to listen to music that really makes us like in the moment. Like especially with your music, I noticed a lot of it was so different, but it's really got a lot of energy in it, and. That's what I think where we should segue next is talking about your music and all the different sounds that you've created, especially on Naked Flame. I've heard some of the songs, and and um, I know it's got a punk feeling to it as well, and I know Spence will love that. So, so um, that's just like, it's, it's kind of, I, I was listening to a couple of the songs, and they were like very... Um, I don't know. They were almost. Some of it had a little bit of a Ramon feel to it. Some of it had a feel like I don't know. Spencer. To me, it's just it's always been just rock and roll. I mean, it's. Awesome. I, mean, I, I draw from influence. There was a there's a bodega on my corner, and the guys are from Yemen, and they were listening to this stuff, and like I just started. I said, "What is that?" And I started listening with them, and I came home and wrote this Middle Eastern piece um, that I actually later la- later That's on Richard great. L ended up putting lyrics over. Called up um, something for Dennis Cooper, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I I I like music. What's it called? You know? I um, mean, the first cut, the waves is really hot. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's an example hot. of cause some kind of Eastern influence as well, right. you know. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love so. that. Yeah. I'm really into that. I really I really like that when you when we fuse different types of cultures into music, you can really hear it. And you know who else does that? Um, Spencer is Steve Conte. Um, oh yeah, you're right. With Definitely. his rock and roll right. and yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. culture yeah. into it. But yeah. Ivan, your music True. has like a really like a lot of energy and um, I know you guys were talking earlier about the benefit that they did for you and mm-hmm. um, and all the different people that played and how it was for you and how it felt and all that. I mean, um, obviously a lot of people are going to come together. And um, I, I didn't catch it because I was busy playing with the studio, but you um, are cancer-free now at this point, Ivan? Yes, I am. I mean, according, I, I see my doctor. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you yeah, very much. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, it's a weird disease. It can go either way, you know. And I um, yeah, I mean, I, too, as right? of uh, July, they nuked it out of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, right. uh, yeah. yeah, and now I see them like three times a month just to make sure everything's going okay. That's what um, I do. Yep. Yeah, because you, you were cancer-free as well. We used to go today. Congratulations to you uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm yeah, counting on I mean, and it's so funny because right before our show, a friend of mine knocked on the door and brought me, you're going to love this, Spencer, a bunch of tomatoes oh. and said to me, hey, I just found out this morning I'm cancer-free. And I'm like, wow, oh, wow. you're kidding me. And it was a really young girl who gardens, and she brought wow. me a bunch of tomatoes. And Great she said, story. I just found it today. I was just, like, terrified, waiting in the room, waiting. And it's such a liberating feeling. But, you know, I mean, we have to go three months and we have to watch what we eat and process right. sugars and stuff like that. And it's it's like, you know, it's affecting a lot of people. But well, yet we that's still what I want to say about this is that I think somebody, we have to examine why there's such a rise, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I know a lot of it. I mean, it, it, I asked my doctors how Lifestyle. I got it because I've always eaten fairly well. You know, I, I have my, you know. My, my things I do, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I've been generally healthy, you know. I play tennis, I swim, mm-hmm. and all that. And they couldn't tell. I said, we don't know how you got this, you know. And I said, well, right. you know, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't when I smoked. And they go, no, this isn't from smoking. They, they just don't know, you know. But I mean, I think our diet has a lot to do with it, and all the corn syrup thing, and all the other crap that you know. Uh, yeah, uh, right. that's right. Yeah, I the, um, the syrup. Uh huh. And listen to this. They told me that the type I had, and it was so funny because she said, my, my, I remember my oncologist saying to me, you're going to have cancer. This is the best kind of cancer you're going to have. And I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You're really saying that to me? And she says, because it was, like, really early, so they hadn't been able, they weren't able to stage it, but I still had to have a complete hysterectomy, which was kind of a bummer, but because I'm pretty young for that. But still, yeah. the That's whole exactly thing what they is, told me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they said if you're going to have this cancer, is, this is the best kind to have. I'm yeah. Going, that uh-huh. makes me feel better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't. But everybody processes everything differently. And the thing is, you know, you can go in there and you can cry and be scared, and it's okay because. And then I felt like an idiot because here's somebody that maybe has like less than a year, and I'm here crying over something that I can be uh-huh. cured from. But, you know, I mean, we all process things differently. But, yes, 
Mine, they told me, was fed by soy, believe it or not. Isn't that weird that it was encouraged by eating soy? Yeah. That is very strange. But then they again, that, soy they is used in a lot of our foods, you know, that we don't, unless you read the label in the very, very fine print. The GMOs so you're eating, you're and the high fructose mm-hmm. You know, from all I'm over the world, it's not soy from one garden, you know. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of revolutions that have to take place, but this is one of them on the list, you know. I mean, I, you know what I have? I have almond milk. Almond milk is really good. It's different. Yeah, because it doesn't have the GMOs and it's yeah, dairy that's free. Yeah, Holly, do you have almond milk? Do you drink almond milk at all? The macadamia. I'm, I'm, allergic, to, I'm, aller, I'm allergic to almonds, so I can't do oh, that. You I'm are. doing the macadamia. Yeah. Oh, we've got to get him. We, you know, we have to get him is some of that um, uh, Rebel Kitchen. Yeah, um, that's right. Some of the chocolate sh- or the chai or. Um, oh, the chai, yeah. Yeah. Really. Wow. And you know what, really, I love Ivan, and that really helped me a lot was. Um, matcha. Have you tried matcha? I think I've heard of that. What, what is never it? Had it's that the long. green. It's matcha freighter. You can get matcha and you can do it with like an ice. It's a green uh, powder from China. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm a big believer in herbs. So a lot of herbs help yeah. me as well as um, a natural herbs that grow out of the ground. You know, I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. But you know, not to not to deviate away from your a beautiful musical mm-hmm. career, but yeah, I just I wanted. Just I'm so glad we addressed this. No, yeah, I mean, um, we, I mean, I and I mean, and while we're on the subject, I just important. want to say a couple things. It's like, well, first of all, my wife Sam, she's she's Chinese, so I'm sure she knows about this. I have to ask her because she's always eating weird stuff. So I got I got to ask her what what matcha is and and see if she can get. Yeah, me ask some. her about matcha Fredo. You mix yeah. it like into a paste. And another really good one to take is astragalus. And what it is, it builds up the immune system in T cells, which it keeps you from getting cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's important as well. And and the other thing I want to say is, Spence, remember I sent you that photo of the aloe juice? Oh, yeah. Aloe is amazing. Yeah. I drink that it every really, day. That really ma- turned the corner for me when I was recovering from the chemo wow. and everything. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it just... Because even after I was getting better, I was in so much pain. And the aloe just that. helped heal all the tissues inside. You know, Ooh. it's just amazing stuff. Yep. Not not the stuff you buy in the, uh, you know, in the, the grocery store that has all kinds of sugar yeah. in it. But Trader like, Joe's the raw, is the best awful aloe stuff. raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, found, I buy the Trader Joe's aloe unrefined. And I bring it, and I put a couple um, capsules in with my juice or a drink, and I have it twice a day, and it helps right. my stomach a lot. Awesome yeah, ginger, ginger glycerate. I make Ginger's, a ginger. Uh, um, ginger freak, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we should probably oh, move on because all this, all this clean living is probably driving everybody crazy. <laughs> no, you know, Well, they better is. get with it. Yeah, they right? Well, you right. know what? This is, this is where we're going, guys, you know, with sustainable farming and pretty soon we're going to have to really tr- – we're going to only be able to trust what we grow pretty soon. So, yeah. Um, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yep. So, I've so been, are we all ready for other, next week? Is everybody ready for up? next week or what? Um, <laughs> after two years of, of, you know, excessive media promo and hype, I think everybody's ready for it. <laughs> we're <laughs> all know? ready. We won't yeah. get into it, but – 
Yeah, yeah you know, I, mean, I think that that is a lot of the reason why the net's really weird. Um, we've had problems. Yeah. I've had problems on and off, and um, a lot of people have been having telephone issues and stuff like that. Um, See, so, I, I just, I got, we're talking about all these, I mean, strange things here, but mm-hmm. I have a problem with that, too, because being in New York um, during our last blackout and being in New York during mm-hmm. a 9-11, this gossamer thread that we've built of power and communication is just so vulnerable. You know, it's like right. what we we use it too much and it doesn't work. There's a problem mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. That's when we need it. You know, I mean, yeah, I know. Dig some holes in the ground and put some wires back. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, listen, totally I want to ask you: What that. are you working on now? What's your What's your future? Yeah, music. What's going on? Shut up. Well, right right now I'm working on an acoustic album because I've always wanted to do Ooh, one. I mean, nice. and you know, when I say acoustic, it's like I'm going to use acoustic instruments. But my favorite, one of my favorite records, is Beggar's Banquet by the Stones. All right. And I was like, uh, once again, that. going back to the power and the edge. It's like it was acoustic, but it was like raw and sexy, you know. Right. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm putting together some songs like that. Um, and I'm also, I, I've just finished um, this project with Vernon um, with, by, by this band called Burnt Sugar. Um, that's an, they're an R&B like band that's here. And Vernon. Wow. Yeah, and... and yeah, so I mean, and we we put this together. Actually, they approached me about doing the project, and um, it's them doing David Bowie songs. And wow. this and oh, this, this wow. has been going on for years. Actually, it's before De- Bowie, mm-hmm. De- you know, De- David passed and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's amazing. It's just because you hear them do it. And by R and B, I don't. I'm, I hate to. Okay, I, I'm going to sound. But I, I don't mean modern R and B. I'm talking about real soul singers, real soul players, like you know, Stax. These kind of. These kind of people yeah. that played R&B, you know. I mean, yeah. and um, it, when you hear them do these songs, you realize his songs are basically soul songs, you know. <laughs> they really are. It's like you know, and, and you, they just make the groove happen. Um, they're shopping it now, and um, it'll be out soon. I I I, I dare say it's going to blow everybody's mind. You got to okay? send Holly and I a copy. You know this. I, well, I can't. Yeah. I can't wait. You have to send Holly and I a copy. Little, I, I, can, I can't send you a copy until I get signed. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, the way they're, they're doing this, you know. Yeah. Oh, no. We would love. We would yeah. Love, yeah, that would be know great. You know what? I would like to invite yourself and your person. Who's doing this with you? Is she here with me? Sorry. No, who's going to do the um, album, the the newest the newest project working on with you? Who's doing that with you? You mean the acoustic project or the uh, what, what do you mean? The, the Bowie stuff. Oh, that's done. It's done. It's finished. It was just. Fi- I mean, one of the things I did while I was sick is like I crawled, you know, on my hands and knees into the studio sure. and finished oh. and finished this thing because it had been going on for three years. I'm like, guys, come well, on. Then- so who'd you make the deal you with? Who'd you make the deal with? Yeah, we want you back when you are ready to release that yeah. because we would love yeah. to do a show about that because be I'm sure there's a lot of stories behind each and every song and the reason why you did them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did that album, who, who did you do the album with? What company, record company? No, we, they, it was independently funded. I mean, the whole thing is independently funded. I mean, they, 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 I, my studio was paid out of their, out of um. Um, their budget out of uh, out of um, Burnt Sugar's budget, 
and oh, cool. it was, nice. the whole thing was just kind of a, I guess, what, you know, we call a producer signing thing. So they are, I mean, Vern and, and one of the guys from Burnt Sugar, um, Jared Nickerson, are now shopping it to different companies. And oh, I, cool. Yeah, I can't go oh, any further. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, no, but, no, you're no, Yeah, but awesome. I mean, it's, yeah. I'll talk to them and see if I can do one song from it, because they have leaked a little bit of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, we would love. Yeah, we'd love that. We would love to do a show on that. And, again, I want to say really quick um, that if you missed the beginning of the show, and I apologize about the chat room, and some people are telling me they're even clicking on the player on Facebook, and they're getting a thing saying um, a bad request invalid host name. I do not know what's going on. I'll be calling the studio after we're done. But if you want to catch this show afterwards and listen to it in its entirety, you can listen to it on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, which brings me up to the point of Spencer being my co-host. Spencer, why don't you um, be here in New York, and um, how did you and Ivan meet? You and Spencer, been, how did you Well, it's, well it's funny. I worked on, uh, first of all, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, Blank Generation album with Sire. I co-designed that. It's one of my first albums I worked on. And then later, who walks into my office? But I've been, remember, you walked into my office. I didn't call it. You walked into my office. <laughs> you, I, and I, it was you, the outset. You did not call the, me. I called you. Yes. Yeah, you called me. And you came in. And I was so happy. I said, Wow. He's with Richard Held, man. This guy's great, man. So, I, and I worked on the outsets, a, a vinyl cover, Holly, and that's how mm-hmm. we first met. And and it's kind of like we got this camaraderie, right, Ivan? I mean, it's, yeah, we've we've been in touch strangely over the years, over the many yeah. many years. I mean, you think of how long ago that was, you know? I mean, we always managed to stay in touch, like you know, semi-annually or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, Spencer, amazing job on the Outsets cover. It's one of my favorite covers. I love oh, it. yeah, you know? I love it too, man. It's really yeah. cool. I have it here. It's really a cool cover, man. I got, I've got. i got to get, oh, man, I need. I don't know if you have it. This is like years ago. Do you have an extra copy of it? No, no, I, we, we were talking. I think I might, I, I know I have at least one. I might even have two or three. If I have two, you're getting one because you, okay. you of course, Okay, no, I don't want to take away from you because it's so No, I mean, I can only play one at a time, you know. Yeah, so, but that know. was a great, yeah, it was a great cover. I remember it, and it's so cool, and uh, you do great music. And uh, I just want to make an announcement that uh, for Judith and myself, we just got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vinyl permanent collection, and today I got the greatest news that it's been, it's actually logged in with the credits on the albums, and people can actually go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see all our albums of 45 with the credits. So really? Think, yeah, that happened today. I actually emailed you. I you probably didn't see it, yet, but it's like I it's really it. cool. It's really cool. It's big time now. It's like we're really there. Very we're in. Nice. <laughs> You've <laughs> always been mm-hmm. there, Spencer. Congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, always been there. I like to see if good people get credit, and it doesn't always happen, you know. So I know. Congratulations I, on yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I, told, I, I mentioned this to, well, Holly knows. I mentioned this to Jews. I said, you know, when you're well-respected by a big institution like that, I mean, that's some, there's some people that, oh, my God, there's stories of people that are not recognized in the movie academy or any, and music, you know, and music even. I mean, you're you're a phenomenal musician. I mean, you in your own sense have this thing of being in, in, uh, awarded something because of what you've done in music. You know what I mean? Your overall picture. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they give awards for that. I mean, 
Um, Charles Lawton, the actor. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, uh, I, Charlie Chaplin. Did, you know, it, they kicked Charlie Chaplin out of the bloody country. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I don't but you're, you're a really gifted musician. Mm-hmm. Well, thank uh, you so much, you know, sir. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You know what, Spencer and Ivan, I'm reading something where it says, Ivan Julian has been one of, one of Rock's most celebrated players and most in-demand collaborators. There we go. For more than three decades. Yeah. So there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. See, that's enough. That's that's enough, you know. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> I, you know, got to, I don't know. I, and they'll be catering and everything, so that's fine. <laughs> the, only, the only thing we You're haven't talked funny. about, the only thing we missed here was the Matthew Sweet part of your life. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? You were touring with Matthew Sweet? Well, what happened is um, Quine, um, you know, Robert Quine, um, the other guitar player in the Voidoids, he had played on Girlfriend, and um, it's an amazing album. And, you know, um, Matthew wanted him to tour, and, of course, Quine was... <laughs> Being, you know, the, the curmudgeon he was, is like, no way, I'm not doing anything, <laughs> go away. And so he called me and said, hey, you know, this guy, you know, wants someone to play, and kind of, you know, and I said, and so he introduced me to Matthew, worked out, went out on the tour, and um, I was with him for six years, you know. I mean, wow. you know, played on, um, oh, what was that album? Jeez, I forget. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the record now. Oh God. Anyway, right. yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, we were just in with tour and with Matthew. It was the first time I was involved, except with the foundations. But their their time was kind of gone. But like really being in the core of top forty pop radio mm. and all the powers that be and all the money that be and all the um, things that happened. It was it was pretty 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 amazing actually. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a really short anecdote. I mean. We were about to play this amphitheater in um, Chicago, and this radio station calls from D.C., and they say, well, we're having a festival here, and we need you to play. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, the manager says, well, we're in Chicago. And he goes, listen, you come play this festival, or we're never playing your records again. Okay. Ah. <laughs> here, goes, here goes back on the tour bus, overnight drive, we're there. Play the show in Washington, drive back to wow. Chicago. I mean, yeah, these are the kind of things, some of the things, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of money at stake, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, yeah. this is a time when companies were investing a lot of money as well. But, I mean, but, but also I love playing with Matthew because his thing was he, wrote, he writes really great pop songs and he hires people like myself and Bob and Richard Lloyd. And he says, it's in D, just do something, you know, and he, he lets you be yourself. I mean, because... With, with players like us, we get hired a lot, and people come in, and they try to mold us into something that they want. And I, we wonder, why did you call me here in the first place? You know, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm versatile, but, you know, I mean, don't you want anything that I'm bringing here? But Matthew has the wisdom to kind of know who he's working with and have it complement what he's doing. That's oh, great. great. And, he, and, he's, and I, you know, he's, he, we've kind of stay, stayed in touch as well. He's a fun guy. He's great. He's great. Living in Nebraska, he moved back to Nebraska now, and that's cool, you know. Um, and yeah, and he flew in for the benefit. I mean, which I thought was like above and beyond, you know. The call was like re- really great, you know, that he he did that because I mean Matthew, of course, still attracts, um, you know, crowds, and I mean he can fill a room, and him being there really helped the show. It's great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a Holly question. This is my favorite. My Holly que- Holly's mm-hmm. always asking. It's a great question. 
Who do you listen to? What do you listen to now? Yeah, what's on your CD player right now? Um, you know, they say when every musician starts to go insane, they listen to Dylan. Oh, no, they listen to um, Said I Lady the Lowlands. You're funny. Wow. So, I mean, but I've always ask been a Dylan. Ask me what's on my, ask me what's on my, my uh, CD player. <laughs> so what is on your CD player? What's on your player? Vivaldi. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Classical music. I'm like, I'm, I'm going into 2001 in Space Odyssey. You know when they played all the classical music to calm oh, shit, down. Yeah. Hey, listen, but you got to deal with Hendrix, right? I've Hendrix. I was Hendrix. reading that he loved Hendrix. Yeah. Well, what happened was my. I mean, it's funny. Someone asked me this this morning, like. Um, why don't you do a Jimi Hendrix song? And I go, you don't do a Jimi Hendrix song. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you just listen and you observe and you marvel. And my story with Hendrix was um, when I was ooh, ooh, 13, 12, 12, my, a friend of mine's older brother took us to see Hendrix at the Baltimore Civic Center. And it changed my life. It was like this guy there playing amazing guitar dressed in every color in the universe. And the one thing I still hold from him and I learned from him it's have fun. Just go out there and just do it. Just do it, you know. Do it for yourself. Do it for the audience. Just, like, have fun playing this thing, you know. It's a privilege, you know. I mean, and... Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw Hendrix live, and I, he did Voodoo Child, which I never forgot. I mean, that's one of the greatest songs I ever... And Stevie Ray Vaughan does a great cover of that as well. He does do a good cover of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, but, you, you know, you brought up something that's very interesting. To do a cover, you you know what I mean? It's really a touchy thing, right? I mean, you've got to do... you got to be able to do it. That's what I think. You, you know what I mean? You're fooling around with things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're playing with the essence there, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, and you, 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 can't, you can't walk away, you know, you can't do half-hearted or something like that. You know, you really can't. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, oh, God, who? Oh, God, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, okay, I'm looking, I'm looking now while we're talking. I'll find out. There was a woman who covered um, Waterfall. Um, oh, God. Um, it's, uh, the, the lady with the gray hair now, she's really pretty. She's a country singer. Um Help Crystal me, Gale? Huh? Oh, let me think. Is she older Waterfall. or younger? Yeah, she's older. She's older, yeah. She's older. Waterfall. Um, um, John Lenoir John oh, Wall- produced one of her records. Wow, I don't oh, know. Oh, wait, wait. Have. I know who I know who he's talking about. Not, Chris, not Crystal Gale. Um, the blonde, she's got... Gray Grayish hair. hair, long, really pretty. She has long gray hair. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh God! Everybody um, out in the world, be patient with us while we try. To remember. <laughs> and it's waterfall. Hold yeah. On a minute. Waterfall. I'm gonna. What? You're gonna cheat. Got to get in there, Holly. Get that She's internet. She's singing thing it. On. Hold on, I'm typing it in. But you know what? Listen, I just got a text from someone, and they said that Flash was hacked. A day ago by Russia. Oh my God! So that's that's why we're having a little difficulty. Waterfall oh, okay. remake country. Hold on, I'm looking now. Country singer, mm-hmm. typing it in. They're we should play um, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. It's, sorry, I got it. It's Emmy, Emmy Lou Harris. Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, Emmy Lou Harris. Harris. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, oh. on, Wrecking, on the album Wrecking Ball, um, oh. 
It, okay. She did Waterfall. And wow. like, actually, I, I I did a show with her, and I was playing with another band, and Lamar played my guitar while they were doing Waterfall. But like, she got away with not just got away with it. She like, it, it just brought something else to it. It was amazing. It was like wow. really, really amazing. amazing, you know. That is amazing. Yeah. So who hacked what? Russia hacked who this time? Russia hacked Flash. Flash. I'm reading here. Hold on a minute. I'm reading it. Not not now. No, something is weird on my settings. I trying to get the sound on iPad. No luck. Working very slow. I read on Google about Fla- that Flash was hacked by Russia. <laughs> So well, that, I'm, I'm wary oh of them God. anyway with all the little updates every three seconds. It's like, yeah, like know? I said, we're going to be funky until like probably a little bit like towards the end of the month with a lot of things. I, that's yeah, why I'm minimizing everything on the computers and the net and everything. I, I unfortunately am on Yahoo, and they got a lot of screw-ups. I mean, I can't, I, like, I, Holly, I can't send attachments, you know, now. Well, Yahoo, Yahoo was the one that they, they hacked, that the government said they, that they yeah. eventually uh, um, admitted that they hacked to get to all the emails. They hacked right. Yahoo yeah. to, well, yeah. to get when all I the search, emails. When I search on Firefox, and, uh, Yahoo, like, kidnaps me, kidnaps my account and takes me somewhere else. Wow. Yeah, it's Yahoo. Yahoo is where everything was. I think on uh, the uh, server they were looking at for those emails. That's right. And I You're think right, that that's why um, Yahoo went down. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Okay. I like it's your attitude, Holly. <laughs> it's all good. It has to it, be. I mean, you have to be positive somehow. So okay, so listen, it's Friday. Ivan, what do you have planned, and when are, when are you playing next? Where can we see you next? Play next. Um, I don't have anything really booked. I'm actually doing um, my drummer. His name is Florent Barbier. Um, his birthday is tomorrow, so his brother has rented out um, Union Pool, this place in um, Williamsburg, and it's, it, it, I love this room. It's like a small, miniature, like old vaudeville theater. I mean, wow. mm-hmm. it, it's really a great room. So I'm playing there tomorrow night, and then we're, we're going to do a set, and starting at ten o'clock. And it's not—it's not on the internet because it's not really like it's kind of a private event. People can come what they want, but it's not like an. Hey, listen, I want to see you play at the Bowery Electric in New York City. You know, I remember I saw you there, Bowery. No, Electric. I, 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 I want to do that too. Tell them the Razor Guarantee. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate to be crass, but you know, I know uh, I saw you there last time. I took pictures of you. It was a long I've got time a band. Ago. I got a band to, to, to you know to pay and and everything. You know, it's like whatever. But you know, I I, oh, yeah. I like that room. The, that room I like as well because it's like a really good room for music. It's like a, like a amphitheater, amphitheater kind of feel to it, like where you're looking yeah. down. It's like mm-hmm. a really great room to play. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, so this weekend, everybody out there that is um, listening. You can listen to the show again if you'd like to, um, or if you didn't get to hear it, it's in its entirety. It will be available on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe Special Edition. Um, and I want to say I, I want to say one please. thing, Holly. I want to say one Go thing. We, we're, getting, we're getting the, and I think 
Bill Bentley may be listening, or the people. Uh, Alexandro Escovedo's new album is just out. We're going to have it. We're going to talk okay. about it. Of course, he's going to be on our show. But I just want to mention okay. people. This new album is just out. It's really great, by the way. And mm-hmm. I just want to put that in there. All right, people cool. It, you know? Actually, my, my guitar then, um, player, um, Jason Victor, awesome. who play, he plays with um, um, uh, Steve Wynn. He's leaving Tuesday to be um, Alejandro's guitar player, Escobedo's guitar player. Oh, nice. So, nice. so we're going to end where we started. It's a small world. That's why you have to behave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it gets smaller. To... It gets smaller. Oh, that's yes. amazing. <laughs> and I wanted to say to everyone, it's Friday. Please do not drink and drive. Stupid. And, no, um, no. That's dumb. What else did I want to say? Um, also... There's something important I wanted to say about um, the weekend. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> this is just so it's my hard. birthday on that Sunday, was... Holly. That's what you have to say. I my birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday, Spencer. Thank you. Thank you. Sunday. What are you going to do? I don't know. When you said your friend's was on yeah, Saturday, I said, oh my God, that. mine's on Sunday. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think I'm having lunch with Judith, my partner. In crime. Make sure you open the door. I've, I'm sending a naked stripper over to your house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone did that. For, someone, someone did that for me once. It's really anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go from well, there? No, Spencer, Spencer will have fun with this one because he can tell them all the different things he's done, and then he can show them while she's, um, you know. She can she can incorporate everything along with everything. So yeah. No. Are you are you ready to be incorporated, Spencer? <laughs> I'm ready to be incorporated. <laughs> oh god. Hey guys. Okay. So okay. also and we set our clocks back an hour on Saturday. Oh yeah. And guess right. what, Spencer? This is going to be the longest birthday you've ever had because it's going to be an hour longer. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be my birthday. It's going to be an hour longer, my birthday, of course. Sunday's the longest day of the year. Hey, you know what, Ivan? Was this fun or what? This was total fun. This was total fun. It really was. It really was. I I like we can talk about anything. The conversation just goes. We love doing shows about anything. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like we love to talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, I want to tell you something, Ivan. Holly is a great cook. Holly is a great cook. If you want to eat, you talk to Holly because I get starved every Mm. time I talk to her. She brings up some recipe I've never heard of in my life. It's amazing. You missed it. I'll have to tell you about it later. Uh Oh. Roasted tomato soup. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I'm ready for dinner. Holly, what's new? I know. It was fun, too. (laughs) I actually went out in the rain and picked tomatoes and onions and broccoli. You got onions? Awesome. So great. great. Well, I'm shy, so I'm I'm, I'm waiting for a formal invitation, but I I eat, too. You can come anytime you want. I'm (laughs) Sonoma most of the time. I'm not traveling. And speaking of invitations, Spencer, if you want to come down tomorrow night, um, please just let me know. Or anybody that wants to come down, just please oh, let me okay. know. Okay. Oh, nice. You know, at Union Pool, so on Union great. Avenue in, in Williamsburg. You know, if you want to have a – actually, um, my drummer, um, his birthday is Sunday, but he's celebrating it tomorrow. So we have oh, that, we have that in common wow. as well. Wow. Double bang birthday <laughs> there. <laughs> hey, so listen, that's what I wanted to say. On, I think it's Monday – 
for Tuesday. I have Marla Massé on my show with um, uh, with Thomas Docker. Um, we're going to be talking about um, her new releases and some of his new stuff that he's doing, which we're going to be covering again in March. And um, that will come up. And then next Friday we have uh, the new author of Dirty Boulevard by Lee Reed. So today oh, cool. we had Ivan Julian. Yeah. So this is the. We're gonna. Fun. Oh, we're having Sylvia Reed's going to call in next week too, Holly. Okay, right. Okay. Cool. So that's going to yeah. be a really cool show. How Sylvia Reed. And, yeah. No, that'll be fun. And you know, we're going to end our show with a song called "I'm Searching for You." You want to tell us a little bit about that, Ivan? Yeah, I mean that's just I mean it's just one of my little guitar ditties, I guess. It's like um, 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 uh, it's kind of a remake of Fortune Teller. You know, I went to the okay. Fortune Teller. <laughs> it's like I heard mm-hmm. I, I hear these songs and then some other idea comes in. That's how everyone writes, I think. You hear one thing and it springs into something else. And um, yeah, and I wanted some dissonance, and it was like um, it's the other side of Fever on the outset's uh, seven-inch single. Oh, nice. Which, which, okay. which Spencer had suggested, suggested to me I should put all this stuff in a package and all the outset stuff. Because there are people that you are interested should. in Do a and get, get it out there, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Especially now that vinyl is on the rise. Real quick. You have a cool website. What's your website? I have a cool website? Mm-hmm. No, Dawn, I don't. I'm sorry. I saw your website. <laughs> Okay, anyone that goes there, I haven't updated it in a long time. I mean, people even yell, yell out at my shows, Ivan, update your website. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So, I noticed so, that. I mean, it's, 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 it, yeah, it's, I mean, but I will update it, okay, now that you've outed me. All right? Yeah, it's good stuff there on there. <laughs> Pardon? It still has some really cool stuff on there. No, though, you're right. So I guess I haven't looked at the it website. in a while, obviously. Uh, it's enough for me to keep up with Facebook and you know and all that, so uh, you know. Cause, and you're I mean, on my, my, my problem with social media is, I mean, I, I, it's great, but I, I still need time to actually do and make stuff. So the more okay. time, time I spend talking about making stuff, the less time I'm making stuff. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense to anyone? <laughs> to anyone? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I got I know. Totally some, got some, it. For some of us, it's, it's our job. I know. All right, guys. Thank All right, you. guys. Well, with hey, that, we'll take care. Happy take care. Friday, I'll see you, everyone. And be safe and uh, be aware of your surroundings. That's all I can tell everyone today. Just be aware wherever you are. That's really and wise with advice. That, yep. Always look around you, see where you're at, and uh, have a wonderful weekend. And here you guys go. Bye, Spencer. Bye, Ivan. Bye, Bye. Bye.